Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for February 27th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus, on the miracles. And we're going miracle by miracle by miracle, and people are being built up and edified. So as we're going through the miracles, if you're new here, what we do is we go to the word of God, we seek what it meant back then, and then we seek to apply what it means to us today. And so we get an understanding of what the, the significance of the text was back then, and then we apply it to our lives on a daily basis, and we're growing and developing and walking with God. God is walking with us, and we are continually evolving into the men and women that God has called us to be. As I'm teaching on the miracles of Jesus, people are being really inspired and edified. It's like sometimes we need to go back and remember that the power of God is made available to us. So we're going to talk about God's love and his power today. And we're also going to deal with the fact that there's nothing too hard, but there's also nothing too small. Put in the chat, there's nothing too small for God. I know that people focus on the fact that there's nothing too hard for God. Today, we're also going to look at the fact that there's nothing too small for God. What is the, the miracle we're looking at today? When Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law from a fever, Jesus heals fevers and why it should matter to you. Something as seemingly insignificant as a fever is something that we're going to focus on today. Get ready to receive the word. about to get into the word. People are putting in the chat, there's nothing too small for God. We already know there's nothing too hard for God, but there's also nothing too small, nothing too insignificant for God because God loves you with an everlasting love. Put that in the chat. Say, God loves me. God loves me and I know it. All right. So here we go. Before we get into the word, Psalms 120, before we get into the miracle, we've been looking at Psalms 126 and verse four. This is a scripture that the Lord gave my pastors for our church this year. And it's something I've really been meditating on. And the Lord has dealt with me concerning it. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Put in the chat, say, Lord, do it again. Do it again. Restore us to our former glory. And I shared with you that in 2022, I know personally, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people that 2022 was a challenging year for many. And going all the way back to the beginning of the pandemic, all of the things that happened, it seemed like people have lost something along the way especially when we shut down churches and we stop congregating and, you know, coming together to be there to support one another. And, and many churches haven't really fully recovered, right? And so we have churches that are half full and people haven't really come back. And so people are worshiping at home and they've lost something along the way. But in this season, watch it, put in the chat, Lord, do it again. God is going to restore us to this former glory. May streams of refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. I declare that there's every dry area in your life is going to be drenched again in this season. Put in the chat, no dry places for me. So whatever you lost, whatever was dry, I've talked to people that say, man, it's like my relationship with God was just dry. In this season, God is going to drench you again. Say amen to that. All right. So let's deal with the miracle. Matthew chapter eight. I'm only going to read one verse for you today. Verse 14. From the easy to read version, the Bible says, Jesus went 
to Peter's house. He saw that Peter's mother-in-law was in bed with a high fever. So he walked over to her and touched her hand and the fever left her, just like that. Then she stood up and began to serve her guest. Jesus saw that she was in the bed with a fever. Jesus walked over, touched her hand, fever gone. She got up and she served her guest. What does this mean for you today? Let me set the stage. We're looking at Peter's mother-in-law. Now, this account is barely mentioned from the pulpit, honestly. And matter of fact, if you look at like series on the miracles of Jesus, a lot of times people just overlook this one because it's a fever, right? It's overshadowed by the many great works that Jesus performed while he was in the land of the living. But for me, there's nothing insignificant. There's something that we need to look at in every one of these miracles and glean some things from it. So after Jesus spoke a word of healing over the Roman centurion servant, and we know that the story, and I dealt with that already, he traveled with his disciples to Peter's house. And when he got there, his mother-in-law, his wife's mother, was lying in the bed sick with a fever. You ever been there? You ever had a fever? Right? You, you know what it's like. And so you're wrapped up. You're trying to break the fever. And before I get too deep into the miracle, let me just say this real quick. This has nothing to do with the miracle. I'm going to just slide it in for free. Peter, who is the founder of the New Covenant Church, Peter, who is the person that Jesus said, you know, your name shall be Peter and all of that. Peter, the person who preached the first sermon of the New Covenant Church on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 souls were added unto the church. Peter was the leader of the New Covenant Church. And then Paul came and started ministering to the Gentiles. This same Peter had a wife. Let me just slide this in for free, y'all. So some people, uh, uh, like once again, it's not related to the miracle, but some people believe that for you to do ministry, you got to be married to God and you can't have a spouse. And Peter had a wife before he, he had his calling to the ministry, right? And so I, I just point that out that you can have both. As a matter of fact, I believe that there's some benefits to actually being somebody who is in ministry who actually has a, a spouse and children because you have experiences that are going to help you to perform ministry. So anyway, I just slid that in for free. Peter had both. He had a wife, he had a spouse, he had a calling. It's okay. You can, you can be married and do ministry. All right, let me go back to the miracle. When Jesus saw that Peter's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, he went over to her to do something about it. He touched her hand and immediately the fever left, left her body just like that. Jesus didn't say anything. He didn't pray any elaborate prayer. Matter of fact, nobody even prayed for him. Nobody even asked him to do it. Jesus just touched her. And when he did, the fever was gone and she got up and she began to serve her guest. Now, what does this mean for you today? I have six things to share with you on this morning. Let me share these six things with you real quick. You ready? All right, here's number one. Jesus cares about our physical needs. Put this in the chat. Say, my God cares about my physical needs. Now, you ever met somebody who's so spiritual, super duper spiritual? Everything is a spirit. <clears throat> Everything is like, you know, super spiritual. Like, you know, like I call these people like spooky Christians. And some people are so spiritual, so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. Our spiritual relationship with God also manifests itself 
in physical and practical manifestations on this planet. When Peter's mother-in-law was sick with a fever, Jesus didn't ignore her because it wasn't some life-threatening disease. Jesus didn't ignore her because nobody prayed and asked him to do anything about it. Jesus didn't ignore her just because it was a fever. Jesus went over to her because Jesus cares about all of our needs, our spiritual needs, and also our physical needs. Jesus went over to do something about her physical health, and Jesus healed her even though this was something as small as a fever, which leads me to number two, nothing is insignificant to God. Put that in the chat. Nothing is insignificant to God. When it comes to me, like God loves me, put this in the chat. God loves me. God cares about me because, hey, I don't know about you, but I'm God's favorite. And because I'm God's favorite, because God loves me, because God cares about me, there's nothing about me that is insignificant to God. I know that there are some people that are like, oh no, I'm not. God is busy. I'm not going to bother God with this. God is busy. God has a lot of things that he needs to do. This is not major. This is not life-threatening. You know, I'm not going to bother God with a headache. I'm not going to bother God. No, no, God is a big God. I'm only going to go to God when there's some big stuff. No, no. God loves you so much that there's nothing that is insignificant to God where you are concerned. When you get to get this down in your heart, when you know that God loves you with an everlasting love. Matter of fact, angels were baffled by it. Like, you know, angels, the, the Bible says that the angels had to ask God, what is man that thou art mindful of him? What is it about these men, God, that you think about them all the time? What is it that you are thinking about them, that you, that you make plans for them from the foundations of the world? God loves me, and because he loves me, God loves you, and because he loves you, there there is nothing insignificant to God where you are concerned. I'm glad that this account of Jesus healing a fever is in the Bible because a lot of times believers only go to God for something big like cancer. Oh, we got to pray against cancer, but I'm not going to pray about a fever. I'm not going to pray about a headache. I'm not going to pray about a cold. Listen, God is interested in, in you. And because God is interested in you, then God is just as interested in healing a headache, healing a fever, healing a cold than it is from healing cancer. Anything that is keeping you from walking in God's best is a hindrance and God's power can be manifested to deal with it. Put this in the chat. Say, no hindrances for me. Whatever is keeping me from walking in God's best is something that is holding me back. And I know that God loves me so much that he is willing to remove whatever is holding me back. Our God is interested in removing anything that's holding me back. So it's okay to pray about anything. It's okay to pray about anything that is keeping you from God's best. There's nothing too big and there's nothing too small for God. Say amen to that. Put that in the chat. There's nothing too big and there's nothing too small for God. So never think that your issue is too small for God. Never think that your issue is too insignificant for God. I remember uh, one time where, where, you know, we were believing God, Isabella and I, Isabella, needed to 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 get this particular score on on a test on the OBGYN test in nursing school and it was a big deal like if she didn't pass this then it was going to cause all kind of issues with us and the army the army was sending her to school for the army enlisted commissioning program and all of that and I, and we prayed and we believed God matter of fact we even sowed a seed and I remember somebody saying you you think God cares about a test yes God cares about a test I mean God cares about me 
And so if it's important to me, it's important to God because God loves me. Put this in the chat. God loves me. When I know that God loves me, when you are convinced that God loves you with an everlasting love, then there's nothing too small. There's nothing too large. Your issue, if it's an issue for you, it's an issue for God because God cares about you. Say amen to that. Number three, God wants you to make the most of the time you have on this planet. God has only given you a small amount of time. Matter of fact, the Bible says that that life is like a vapor. Like you could be here today and gone today. So life is like a vapor and God wants you to maximize your purpose and potential. Matter of fact, put this in the chat. I will maximize my purpose and potential while I'm in the land of the living. I am going to maximize my purpose. I'm going to maximize my potential while I am on this planet. During the short time that God has given me on this planet, I'm going to make the most of this time while I'm in the land of the living. Anything that is keeping me from God's best, anything that is holding me back from maximizing my purpose and potential is something that I can resist, something that I can reject, something that I can pray about, something that I can receive the power of God to be manifested over. Jesus looked at Peter's mother-in-law and she was sick. She had a fever and Jesus did not overlook it. Jesus immediately dealt with it. Now, let me point this out. Jesus did not deal with it because Peter prayed. Jesus did not deal with it because the mother-in-law prayed. Jesus did not deal with it because the mother-in-law begged him to do something about it. Jesus just saw, oh, she's sick. And he, his character, his compassion just moved him. He was compelled to do something about it. He just walked over to her and touched her hand and her fever left. That's how much God loves you. He, he loves you with this unconditional love and he cares about you to where everything that is important to you is important to him. She could not, and then watch this, she could not come to him. So he went to her. We serve a God that will, that will track you down. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of her life. She, he went to her. He met her at her place of need. He met her at her time of need. We serve a God that will meet us right where we are. And he loves us so much that he will not leave us that way. He will meet us at our place of need. He will meet us at our time of need. Why? Because he loves us. Put it, put it in the chat, say, God loves me. God loves me and I know it. Jesus did not want anything to hinder Peter's mother-in-law and the same can be said for you. God doesn't want you to be hindered by anything. God wants you to maximize your purpose and your potential during the short time that God has given you on this planet. Say amen to that. Number four, sometimes God provides immediate healing. Now, if you listen to me, I've taught you a gazillion times how to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, right? How, how to believe God, how, how to have stick, stick wittedness, right? Like you're going to stick to itiveness. Like you're not going to give up. You're not going to cave in. You're not going to quit. You got to hold on long enough to see what God said. You're going to say what God said to you. You can see what God said. All of those things, right? Why? Because I'm telling you, you got to hold on. You got to believe God. You got, you, there's a timing component to the promises of God, all of those things. But there are times not all the time, but there are times when God just meets our needs immediately. I, I, I know that there are times <clears throat> where Isabella has a headache and 
I come up against a headache and, and there are times where it takes time, you know, hours for the headache to go. But there are times where I just say, you know, and I'm not talking about long elaborate prayers, where I say, Father, I thank you for your healing virtue. I bind this headache in Jesus' name. Headache, go. And there are times where I say, headache, go. And the headache is gone. I'm talking about like migraines, gone, just like that. Why? There are times, I thank God. So there are times where it doesn't happen like that. But there are times where it happens like that too. So, so he touched the hand just like that and the feet were gone. There were times where we have to wait on the manifestation of God's timing. But there are times where God could just do it and it can happen in an instant. Jesus went over to Peter's mother-in-law. Nobody asked him to do it. Jesus went over to Peter's mother-in-law without any hesitation. He didn't ask the father. He didn't pray. He didn't intercede. He just walked over and he touched her. And just like that, the manifestation of healing was manifested. Just like that. Number five, you are on this planet to do what you were born to do. And the father wants to rid you of every hindrance. So when Jesus touched Peter's mother-in-law, the fever left her body just as fast as his hand left her skin. Let me say that again. Jesus touched her hand. And as soon as his hand left her skin, the fever left her body. It was just like that. And she popped up and she went back to serving. She was now restored to health. So what did she do when she was restored to health? She went back to doing what she would have been doing if she were not hindered. She got up and she served her guests. She got up and she waited on her guests. Now, let me point this out. You know what she didn't do? She didn't say, she didn't fall down at Jesus's feet and worship him. She didn't run to church so she can give God praise. She didn't run to her prayer closet. She didn't go to some worship service. She said, no, she didn't cry. She didn't fall down. None of that. What did she do? She was like, oh, I got guests. She got up and she went and served her guests. She went back to doing what she would have been doing if she were not sick. What do we learn from this? That, listen, we need to get busy to go do whatever it is that God has called us to do while we're in the land of the living. God frees us from every hindrance so that we can be us, so that you could do whatever it is that you're called to do. Number six, last point for today. God wants you to maximize your purpose and potential. That's why he frees you of every hindrance. You are on this planet. Look at me. You are on this planet. I am on this planet to fulfill God's plans and purposes. These were plans and purposes that God established for you and I before the world began. Anything that is keeping you from walking in God's best is a hindrance. And the power of God can be manifested to remove that hindrance. Now, once it's removed, it's not for you to not do anything about it. You are not, put this in the chat. I am not saved to sit. I am saved to serve. The reason why I run so hard and I do all the things that I believe that God has called me to do because we only get one chance at life. You only get one shot. And so you only get one life. And what I want to do is, is make the most of the one life that God has given me. We are not saved to sit. We're saved to serve. We need to be busy doing the things that God has called us to do. And so she didn't get up and do anything else. When she, she got up and she started serving the guests that were in her home. Listen, God saved you. God filled you with his spirit. God called you according to his divine purpose. For what? So you can be busy doing whatever it is that God has called you to do in your career, in your business, with your family, with your finances, with your children, whatever. You're supposed to write a book. What are you waiting on? You know you're supposed to write it? Write it. 
You're supposed to go fill out this application. What are you waiting on? If you're supposed to fill it out, fill it out. Like, I don't know. What, what, are, what are people waiting on? Like, you need to get busy. God removes every hindrance so you can go be the man or the woman that God has called you to be while you're in the land of the living. It's your salvation. Let me say it this way. Salvation is not the destination. Salvation is not your end point. It's your starting point. It's the beginning of a journey of you walking with God and God walking with you. God wants us to be healed, healthy, blessed, and prosperous. Put that in the chat. Say, God wants me to be healed, healthy, blessed, and prosperous. Why? Why does God want me to be healed, healthy, blessed, and prosperous? So that I'm free to go be the man or the woman that God has called me to be. Whatever my assignment is, your assignment is not my assignment. My assignment is not your assignment. So I'm not worried. I'm not going to compare myself to you or you compare yourself to me because what I'm not you and you're not me. But whatever I'm supposed to be doing, I need to be busy doing it. Whatever you're supposed to be doing, you're supposed to be busy doing it. I am going to enjoy my lot in life. I'm going to run my race with my grace at my pace. And, and, and God is, God is going to remove every hindrance from me so that I'm free to be the man or the woman that God has called me to be. Say amen to that. Like Peter's mother-in-law, you're called to do some stuff. You need to get busy doing it. Do not sit down on your abilities. Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. What did she do? Immediately, she got up and she started to serve her guests. As soon as the hindrance was gone, she went right back to doing what she was called to do. And that's how it should be with you and I. God does not want anything to keep me, to keep you from doing what we're called to do. But when God removes the hindrance, we need to get busy doing it. We need to get right back to doing what we are called to do while in the, in the land of the living. We're not saved to sit, we're saved to serve. If you have the willingness, then God will give you the power, God will give you the strength so you can maximize your days on the earth. Let me close with two questions. Look at me as I ask you these questions. Question number one, are you doing all you are capable of doing? Like, you know that God has called you to do some things. Are you doing? Are you doing all of it? Like, I mean, are, are you doing it and you know that you're not, you're, you're not really maximizing your purpose and potential? Second question, are you making the most of your time on this planet? Listen, life is a vapor. You could be here today and gone today. So are you making the most of the short time that God has given you on this planet? Are you maximizing your purpose and potential? Are you putting your heart into everything that you do? Are you, are you, are you halfway doing it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, God didn't save you so you could give him 30% effort, 40% effort, 50% effort. God saved you and he put his grace on you so you could give him everything, everything you have. Uh, there's a rap verse from a long time ago that says, I never, never have step because I'm not a half stepper. It goes on to say, if you want to call me, you can call me Dr. Pepper. But anyway, I never have step. When I got born again, I told God, you know, I was straight from the hood. I was like, God, I never, never have step. So I'm not a half stepper. God, if I'm going to do this, this is what I told God when I first got born again. God, if we're going to do this, we got, I'm going to do this like Brutus. That's anyway, long story. Anyway, but you got, your heart has to be in it. Like, I, I don't know how to do things halfway. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Like, if I'm going to do it, I only know how, I only have one setting all the way. God wants us to do what he's called us to do with a spirit of excellence, 
with a dedication to, to, to doing what God has called us to do and running with all of our might. Like if you're going to do it, you got to do it. The Bible says, whatever you do, eat or drink, do it as unto the Lord. You're not working for your boss. You're not, you're working for the Lord. And if you're doing it for the Lord, you got to do it right. You, if, you, if you're working for the Lord, you got to do it with the spirit of excellence. If you're doing it for the Lord, you can't be sitting down when you're, when you're doing it for the Lord. So you're doing it for the Lord. You are here. God put, he put air in your lungs. He put blood in your veins. Come on, man. You're doing it. You got to do it for the Lord and you got to do it all the way. Jesus heals fevers. And this is what it means for you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I expect to see your power manifested in my life like never before. I admit there have been times where I sat down on my gifts, but those days are over. I am saved to serve, not to sit. I am committed to making the most of the short time you have given me on this planet. And I'm so committed that I will bring every hindrance to you. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too small. Whatever is keeping me from my purpose is something I believe I can overcome by your power. I walk with you and you walk with me. You deliver me from the hand of the enemy and you deliver me from every hindrance that will keep me from your best. Living this way, I shall maximize my purpose and potential while I'm in the land of the living. And I will bring glory to your name. Living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. Now, if you're not getting these messages, you're not getting my notes, you get my notes for free. Why not sign up? Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, put in the chat, greater is coming for me. I love you. God loves you more. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. It's important. Nothing is too hard. Nothing is too small for God. And then do me a favor, share this message right now on, on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose.
If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 